We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Striking Gold, your 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Network. My name's Rob Lauder. I cover the 49ers for all of you fine folks on the other end of the speakers. And we're coming to you live on Friday night, right after the second and third rounds of the 2023 NFL Draft. And yes, you know it, I know it. That felt like a long-ass time before the 49ers finally made a draft pick. At least. They entertained us with a trade-up for their first pick. Let's just jump right into it. We're going to summarize each pick, talks about the the ins and outs of it, do I like it, why they do it, all that good stuff. And then we'll kind of just briefly summarize what John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan did say. Maybe we'll do that along the way. We'll tell you what picks they got coming up, and then we'll get out of here. Just a quick podcast Friday evening. Why not? Let's get it done. Let's be in the now. You'll probably be getting this, hopefully, early Saturday morning. Obviously, we don't usually do weekend pods, but it's the NFL draft. It, it waits for no one, and, and I will wait for no one as well. So this is me not waiting, although I just got done waiting for like 30 minutes for John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan to finally hold their post-second and third round press conference. So when I say we wait for no one, I'm lying. We actually do wait for some people. So I'm sorry that I lied about that. All right. Let's see what we got here. The 49ers originally had picks 99, 101, and 102. End of the third round, all compensatory picks. Bam, bam, bam. The 49ers decided that they needed to trade up. In the process, they gave up pick 164 in the fifth round and pick 222 in the seventh round to move from 102 to 87. Initially, I liked the move. They still, you know, that's a decent size jump. A lot of talent can come off the board between 102 and 87. And they did not give up any of the third round picks to make it happen. They still ended up making three third round picks. Instead of being 99, 101, and 102, 
they went 87, 99, and 101. I like it. With that pick, they selected Penn State safety Jair Brown. Right off the bat, I love it. Let's see what NFL analyst Lance Zerline had to say about it. In his overview, he said, versatile defensive back who has shown the ability to line up all over the slot, play as a down safety, and patrol the outfield as a cover one safety, read to read and range. Ready to read and range. The lack of speed and explosiveness Brown showed at the NFL scouting combine won't help his draft stock. But he's fiery run. But he's a fiery run defender and plays with undeniable coverage instincts. He has an excellent motor that fuels him throughout the game as well. He needs to play with a little more discipline, or a veteran quarterbacks and play callers will bait him into mistakes. Brown's versatility and football character could help him eventually become an NFL starter. Uh, Mr. Zerline had him projected in round three. Brown in his last season at Penn State played in thirteen games. He had 74 total tackles, seven of them for loss, four and a half sacks, four interceptions returned for 114 yards, three pass breakups, one fumble recovery, two forced fumbles, one of which was for a touchdown. This is a pick that I like a lot. I like it a lot. Let's see what the ESPN analysts had to say. Just go right here, and I'm going to click on Jair Brown. The first thing that jumps out on tape is Brown's instincts, which allow him to play a lot faster than his time speed. He diagnoses so quickly that he consistently gets early jumps on the ball and does a great job of limiting yards after the catch. He's a playmaker who attacks the ball and plucks it away from his frame. Brown is an aggressive and physical run defender who fills the alley and always seems to be around the ball. I mean, that it sounds like exactly what the 49ers are looking for from top to bottom, does it not? That is 100% the type of player the 49ers seem to always be attached to. Just in my brief amount of research, I've already seen multiple people mention his personality, his work ethic. He was a team captain. It just seems like the 49ers always find a way to, to, to grab these players. The players that you know have that makeup of what, and John Lynch said this in his press conference, he, 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 he consists of everything that we feel a Niner is. And this, you could see that just straight out of the gate about what everybody had to say about Jair Brown. Um, I really, really, really like this pick. I like the fact that they traded up for him. The value matched up with the need, matched up with where they took him. And it just seems like one of those players that I'm not exactly sure how he's going to get on the field this year. But it's very clear why they took him. Uh, Tashawn Gibson was is a veteran player that was signed on a one-year deal. Uh, you've got Talano Hufanga, who after last season made All-Pro. He's an emerging star. Started out a lot stronger than he finished, but it seems like Talano Hufanga plus Jair Brown makes a terrific safety tandem. And Jair Brown's very versatile. He can come down. He can play a little bit in the slot. Maybe the 49ers plan to get him in uh, as a rookie is in those dime package nickel situations. Maybe he's what well, comes in as a nickel, um, depending on who the other team's slot receiver is. Maybe he comes in as like a safety linebacker hybrid. As you can hear from his draft profile, he plays the run very well. It's a great pick, man. It seems like great value uh, late in the third round. You can tell that they were in love with him by the fact that they traded up 
John Lynch said in the press conference that this was their number one player that they identified as being within reach where they were picking. So he's not he's not pulling the quintessential, oh, you know, this was the number one player on our board. How many times do you hear that? And you're just like, oh, whatever, bro. Sure he was. But rephrasing it in a way of saying that, like, look, we had all these guys on a list of guys that we felt would be that would come to us and would be within reach. Jair Brown for them was at the top, and that's why they traded up for him. And they traded up with the Titans, with which uh, you know Rand Carthon just took that job, and uh, it's cool to see them already working their magic. And and Rand Carthon was all over the place in the draft. He was trading all over the place. Ended up taking uh, Will Levis, the quarterback that fell into the second round. So good for him. Seems like the Titans, from a surface level, I'm not paying attention standpoint, seemed like they did pretty well. Um, Daniel Jeremiah, NFL scout for uh, NFL.com. One of my absolute favorite NFL personalities, period. Just a classy dude. Um, I believe he posted tonight that 42 out of his top 50 players were drafted in the top 50. I mean, that is impressive. It's not to say that they're all going to be successful, but out of Daniel Jeremiah's top 50 players, 42 of them were drafted in the top 50. That means, you know, essentially... Whatever percentage that works out to, I don't know in my head, probably high 80s, I would assume. Um, that, you know, high 80% of NFL GMs essentially agreed with his analysis of these players. So that's impressive. Daniel Jeremiah said, Jair Brown was my top safety in this class. Reminds me a lot of Mika Hyde. So definitely something that, uh, you know, bodes well for the Niners. Uh, John Middlecoff of, from the Haverman and Middlecoff podcast. Uh, a former NFL scout said NFL scouting buzz on Niners first pick plays faster than he timed big time instincts and ball skills will hit you hard in all caps, high end character and wiring reads like most guys they've been drafting big question will be speed with him and Ufanga in back end long-term. Uh, if you watch Brown play speed is not an issue. He might not have timed well, but some guys just aren't natural sprinters. He may not have, have, you know, had a good attempt. It's just, it's just not a concern of mine, especially when teams have access to GPS data and they can see how fast players are moving on the field. There's nothing about Brown's football tape and the very limited uh, you know, snaps that I saw that looks slow at all. He looks fast, especially after he's got the ball in his hands. So I'm not worried about that whatsoever. I like everything about this pick. I like everything about the player. I like everything about the position they selected. Um, are there more pressing needs? Yes, but in, in you know when it comes to the value and how you can see a player fitting in and how you can see him kind of cementing himself as an impact player moving forward for the 49ers, I love it. I, I love it. I love it. Great pick. And that's when it gets interesting. <laughs> and y'all know where I'm going with this. With pick number no, I put I said did I say pick yeah with pick number ninety nine. Their second third round pick, the 49ers selected none other than Michigan kicker Jake Moody. And it was, and it's hilarious because uh, I was a guest on the Guilty as Charged podcast, another Blue Wire, another member, member of the Blue Wire podcast network. And they asked me what I, where I felt the 49ers were going to go in the third round. And I said, don't be surprised if they take a kicker. And I kind of said it as a joke but I kind of said it like it wasn't a joke. And sure enough, they ended up taking a pick, uh, a kicker. The, the guys on the pod ended up like 
shouting me out and saying, Rob Lauder called it. And it wasn't necessarily like a Nostradamus type of call. We knew the 49ers were in need of a kicker. We'd been talking about it all offseason and the fact that they could target one early. Did I expect it to be third round early? No, but we'll we'll, we'll get into that. Um, Moody's a pretty good kicker. Okay, he the 49ers felt like he was the absolute best kicker in the draft class. He made 60 of 60 extra points. And then the year before that, he made 56 of 56. In terms of field goals, he made 29 of 35 for 82.3%. For comparison's sake, I think Robbie Gould over his career was at like 87%. So for a college kicker, pretty strong. I know his longest field goal of... The season was a 59-yarder in their bowl game. So there's definitely some leg talent there. Guy Haberman of the Haberman and Middlecoff podcast mentioned that uh, Moody was one of the absolute best college kickers when it came to getting touchbacks, whereas Robbie Gould was one of the NFL's worst kickers when it came to kicking the ball into the end zone. So that could be a big boost for the 49ers special teams. Is it early? Yes. Of course it is. It's very early. You've The 49ers are in a tough spot. They're trying to replace Robbie Gould, who will be a Hall of Fame kicker that for the 49ers never missed a kick in the playoffs. Was just nails all the time. A Robbie Gould miss was, you know, a blue moon. It just didn't happen very often. And so the 49ers are, are they're, they're trying to replace him. They know it's about time to do that. Um, do I like it at that spot? No, not really. But then when you listen to the 49ers in their press conference afterwards, you could kind of justify it. You could hear why they did it. Even they kind of made fun of themselves a little bit. They're like, look, were we excited to take a kicker in the third round? Not really. Kyle Shanahan made a joke about the fact that they didn't take a running back. He couldn't believe it. But here was their justification. They felt like Jake Moody was the best kicker in the draft. Shout out to uh, Rich Eisen, by the way, who has a hilarious video. I retweeted it, talking about the fact that Jake Moody was the best. He's a Michigan fan. He's been watching Michigan all his life. I'm assuming he went to Michigan. Um, He said Jake Moody was the best kicker that that school has ever had. He's reliable. He's got a leg. He was just so psyched out of his mind about it, obviously because he's a big Michigan guy, but still very cool from his perspective. Now, again, back to the 49ers, they felt like Jake Moody was the best kicker in the draft. It felt like kicker was the only position they truly needed to find a starter. Basically, them saying they were under the gun and they needed to uh, they needed to find a kicker. And they did. And their next their next big reason was, you know, they were picking late in the third round, which late third round compensatory picks. They said they kind of value like fourth round picks, whatever. They're late in the third round. But their next pick wasn't until the mid-fifth round, and they thought Moody would be long gone. And, you know, they decided to themselves that they wanted this kicker, and they were confident enough in their scouting of that kicker that he wasn't going to miss and that they were solidifying that position and they were establishing a, a clear starter moving forward. And, I I mean, in, in that way, in that sense, I get it. You know, it. what's funny is it's... It's exactly like the fantasy scenario that I joked about like not that many pods ago. I I mentioned I remember mentioning to you guys. I don't remember if it was about a kicker. I think it was. But it's like 
if you're in a snake draft in fantasy, if you don't know what a snake draft is, it, it goes, you know, from one to 12 and then it jumps down to 13 and goes like, if you have a 12 man league, you're going all the way from one to 12 and then you're going down to straight down to the 13 and then you're going all the way back to the left. So you're, you're snaking back and forth. So if you're picking, let's say 12th and 13th, then your next pick is not, you're not picking again until like, uh, like 36th or something like that. So the 49ers were kind of in that position and the fact that their pick was one Oh, 99 what's funny yeah their pick was 99 it's funny they didn't draft him with 101 they drafted him with 99 and their next their their next pick after that was not going to be until let me find it 155 so they thought there was no way that 60 picks later moody was still going to be on the board so they took him and that's that and you know John Lynch mentioned the fact, look, we're a great football team. We're going to be in some close games, and we wanted to get this nailed down. And I get it. You know, it's funny. Admittedly so, I've in my fantasy leagues, I've always been one of the first people to draft kickers, usually not first, because I just want it to be settled, and I want it to be good, and I don't even want to have to look at it again. You know, so it's it's kind of like that. But again, you're talking about a third-round pick. There is a lot of talent on the board. There were some corners that had fallen, uh, you know, that were a real value there. There was some offensive tackles on the board, a value there with need at both positions. I mean, our our own KP Kyle Posey said, he tweeted, history tells us that you don't have to spend a draft pick on a kicker. It says a lot about your process to take one in the third. It's a pointless debate because the 49ers are talented enough to get away with these types of decisions, and they've proven it year after year now. So, I mean, I don't know the history. I don't know that you don't have to spend a draft pick on a kicker. I haven't done that research, thankfully. Sounds boring as hell. But, you know, that those are KP's words. Am I excited about the pick? Am I going to praise the pick? No, not really. But I can, in a way, see why they did it. But at the same time, it seems like there would be a better way of going about it. But I'm not going to freak out about it. If he's good, no one's going to care. If he's not good, then you're like wandering on organizational malpractice. It's the highest drafted kicker since Roberto Aguayo at 59 in 2016 by the Bucks, And you should know how that worked out. And it didn't. So interesting. The big thing with me is why is it the 49ers? Why did the 49ers have to be the one to draft the damn kicker in the third round? Not too long after drafting a punter in the fourth round. It just seems like, go figure, of course the 49ers are going to do that. Like It was like, now well, I got to talk about this shit. But whatever. It's, it's, it's not that big a deal for, for now. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. And lastly, at 101, Alabama tight end Cameron Latu. I think that's how you say his last. Latu, Latu. Um, let's check out what uh, what Lance Zerline had to say about the player. High-hipped, pass-catching tight end with run-blocking fortitude to mold. Latu's lean legs and angular frame aren't made for drive-blocking or neutralizing bigger players, but he does a nice job of sustaining move blocks in space. He changes route speed to open up throwing windows over the first two levels. There are some issues with focus drops at times, but he plucks throws with good hand extension when possible. Latu could have roster appeal if, as an F tight end with an average ceiling. He had him projected in the fifth round. So not exactly a nod to the 49ers getting good value there. Um, but when you watch Latu, I'm just going to say Latu for now. I, I, I probably should have done a little bit more research on his name, but I'm pretty sure that what it was. I watched him. I watched some of his, uh, his, his stuff. So you'd think I would have heard the name being pronounced different. Anyways, over his last two seasons, he had 57 catches for 787 yards, averaged 14.1 yards a catch, and had 12 touchdowns. His eight touchdowns last season were, I believe, the most in Alabama football history, which is interesting. I believe I read that. You watch him play, and he just kind of plays like an asshole. He's, he's, he's a good blocker. Um, he does catch the ball out and away from his frame, which is always so good to see when it comes to someone catching the ball. Looks very natural catching the ball. Made some circus catches. Um, does have some halfway decent speed. I didn't see his 40 time on here. Do they not put that like out in the open on the NFL's bio anymore? But whatever. Not that big of a deal. Plays at a decent decent pace. Um Catches the ball well. Is not necessarily hard to bring down after contact, but he loves making contact. He loves running people over. Um, it's somebody that I could definitely see being molded by that George Kittle type of personality. 6'4", 242 pounds. He's a big dude. Uh, and I think it's a good addition. Um, 
is do I see it moving the needle that much for the offense? Not yet. Not yet. I, I just, you know, is he gonna come in and be an instant upgrade over the the backup tight ends on the roster? I don't know. You know, like that's what you kind of wanted but from the position, but in the 49ers defense, tight ends flew off the board like crazy. There must have been at least seven or eight tight ends drafted before the 49ers got to Latu. So uh, still an interesting pick, can definitely develop into an impact player for the 49ers, a player that they could bring in, hold his own blocking, and and still be a threat in the passing game. So solid pick. I like it. And, you know, depending on where you take a look around, I know that, like I said, Zerline had him in a, as a round five pick. Pro Football Focus had him as a, had him as a very late pick. So it just seems like people are kind of all over the place on his value. That being said, doesn't those things don't really matter. It's just a matter of what does the player do do moving forward. It's it's really all it comes down to. And uh, based on coaches, you're working with some of the best coaches in the NFL and we'll see where it goes from here. So I'm excited to see where that goes. Overall, a decent haul for the 49ers. I love the Jair Brown pick. Jake Moody, we talked about it. Do I like it? No. Do I hate it? No. Cameron Latu, we'll see. Not bad. I We were kind of assuming that they were going to go tie it in. We kind of assumed that they'd have a, their pick of maybe higher ranked tight ends. Did they force the pick? It doesn't necessarily feel like that. Again, the 49ers had, I, we talked about this. They probably identified these small group of players that like, look, we have to take these three players kind of not independent of their value. Like you obviously don't want to reach too far on a player, but the 49ers needed to make their mind up of what three players they wanted to leave that round with because they weren't picking again until the mid fifth round. So when it comes to reaching, I'll kind of give them a little bit of a pass on it. Just basing how their draft board was in the end. It doesn't really matter, you know, especially when you're talking late in the third round, what round they were drafted. It just depends on what they do when they get in the building. So moving forward, the 49ers have, I had it up here and I clicked out of it during all the chaos. I had about 32 tabs open. They have pick 155 in the fifth round, 173 in the fifth round, pick 216 in the sixth. And in the seventh, they have 247, 253, and 255. So six more picks um, in addition to the three that they've already selected. So as of right now, it's looking like a nine-player draft class. Could the 49ers package those and, and move up a little bit? Of course. Of course they could. We'll see if they do it. That's tomorrow morning for the fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh rounds. As far as needs moving forward, it's tough to say because now you're talking about a fifth round pick. Are you addressing needs with fifth round picks or are you really, really focused on taking best player available and really trying to hammer home those core principles that make your football team. Like to me, when I'm getting into the late rounds of an NFL draft, my focus is, yeah, you got to take into account your roster and where you need players, but you really want guys that just absolutely love football and will do everything they can to help your team. And in turn, do everything they can to help themselves and could possibly develop into game-changing talent. And the 49ers have been good at that. Talanoa Hufanga, Elijah Mitchell, George Kittle, 
you know, all these late round guys that just seem like football is everything to them. And that to me is where the 49ers will probably focus their efforts. You know, obviously you could mention Brock Purdy who just seems like what's the way he played when he, when, when he made a play and it just, you could tell it was everything to him. Like it, it just was, that's the type of players the 49ers like to go after in the late rounds. Let's see if the 49ers can get a couple of those when it becomes a little bit less about what positions they need. Could they use an offensive tackle? Could they use another corner? Could they use a receiver? Could they use uh, another tight end? Maybe, you know, there's a, a, they don't need a kicker anymore. Cross that one off the list. There's a few positions that we could definitely see them going. Could they invest in an edge defender? Of course, you know, but, but like we said, when you're talking about late rounds like this, you're not necessarily expecting to get a talent that's going to step in and be a starter or a talent that's going to step in in year two and be an impact player. That's not necessarily the expectations in these rounds, but the 49ers have found a way to do it with, with some decent regularity in the past. So, and to me, the core of, of their ability to do that is the personality, the type of person that they are. Talano Hufunga was a team. I believe he was a team captain. He was said that he was like the core of that team and the core of that defense personality wise. And when you take a guy like that, you at least know they're going to give you everything they possibly can to, uh, to be a guy. Uh, Steph Sanchez of the what is 49K podcast, right? Yeah, 49K pod. She just posted a little uh, a little screenshot from a Michigan buddy saying, Jake Moody, dude is so steady, underrated leg. Uh, yeah, you don't make 59 yarders in college very often. So uh, he's got a big leg. I think it's going to be a huge upgrade for the 49ers in terms of uh, just getting the ball, kicking touchbacks. So anyways, I think that's it. Just a short pod, under 30 minutes. I mean, shoot, I'm... I guys, I mean, I did it. I said I was it was going to be a short pod, and as of right now, it's a short pod. What do I need to? Uh, what do I need to rant on for 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 maybe twenty more minutes to make this an obnoxiously long pod? Oh, you know what I will tell you. I just got done setting up uh, my new computer, and it's not a new computer. I'm I've turned myself into one of those PC guys that has a a PC build for gaming, and uh, for any of you PC nerds out there that will know what I'm talking about. I just installed a brand new Ryzen 9 processor. I think it's like the 7900X. Um, I installed a new motherboard capable of housing my brand new DDR5 Corsair RAM. And this is all also buttoned up with uh, um, an M.2 drive and a, a NVIDIA RTX 3080. So for my computer, for my computer nerds out there, you're going to understand exactly what I'm saying. And you're going to know that this rig is no joke. Um, I'm a, I, I play a lot of escape from Tarkov. If any of you guys know that it's just kind of a, a little bit more of a realistic, uh, shooter game. I'm definitely going to be playing some Diablo four when that hits shelves in June. Um, always been a gamer and, and that was one of my unique ways of establishing some relationships with some 49ers players was dude, we used to jump on and play some Warzone. So uh, I love it, man. I love it. So for those, for those, any of you computer nerds out there, you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, I still haven't even finished with like the cable management and putting the glass back on the case, but this thing's humming down below me and I had to get a full size case too. This computer is like, uh, I don't know. What would it be the size of like bigger than, than a Costco case of water? <laughs> that's the, it's the best frame of reference I could come up with for you guys. 
Um, I'm trying to think of what, what box, what size it is, but it's massive. It's a huge computer. Anyways, that's just the most boring and whatever way to end a podcast. But um, again, just to wrap it up, um, safety Jair Brown out of Penn State, kicker Jake Moody out of Michigan, and tight end Cameron Latu out of Alabama. Decent set of players as far as talent goes and where they come from, uh, but we'll see where they work out after this. Again, no fourth-round picks for the 49ers, so you got another little break. Then they'll have two in the fifth, one in the sixth, and three in the seventh. We'll see if they do any maneuvering and any bouncing around. Um, I absolutely plan on jumping back on here and recording another pod tomorrow to break down the rest of the 49ers draft class in similar fashion to how I did today. And then we'll be back on here next week. So this is all a bonus. Um, I'm not going to skip next week. We'll have stuff to talk about, especially with all of those uh, undrafted free agents and, you know, whatever, early roster projections. We're not going to do any of that, but it's a little silly at this point. But as always, Thank you guys for listening to Striking Gold. I appreciate you. Please uh, leave us a positive review if you feel like we earned it on uh, on whatever app you listen to your podcast. Um, but again, I plan on be- being back on here uh, tomorrow after the draft concludes, and uh, we'll see what we got. In the meantime, all good things must have come to an end. I got to get out of here. Thanks for listening. Let's, uh, let's meet back here tomorrow, yeah? Ready, break. I'm Rob. This is Striking Gold, and we are signing out. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.